This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 359. So Tina and I are back after two weeks in the New York, Pennsylvania, Twin Tiers region, visiting with family and friends. Now, I know normally I would cover the latest news stories on my Sunday episode, but I thought this week I'd talk about our trip and why Nissan pisses me off as well as what the hell with Fujifilm. Now, first, I want to talk about why Nissan pisses me off. And first, let me explain that back in November of 2018, I bought a certified used 2017 Nissan Rogue all-wheel drive from Nissan of Union City in Georgia. Now, when Tina and I moved to North Carolina two years ago, I wanted to get her a newer vehicle. And at the time, she really wanted a truck, but trucks were stupidly overpriced. So she decided to get a Nissan Rogue as well because she really liked mine. Now, hers is a 2015 model that had very little mileage on it when we bought it, as it was owned by an elderly couple that didn't drive it a whole lot. Now, hers, like mine, is also the S model with all-wheel drive. Now, my Rogue had been a great vehicle until recently. Back in September of 2022, we took Tina's car up north for a visit, and while up there, her check engine light came on. I checked it with a code reader, and it said that the upstream O2 sensor was in need of replacement. Now, at the time, no one had them in stock, not even the local Nissan dealer in New York. And the soonest anyone could get one except Amazon was three to six weeks. Now, I wasn't crazy about getting one on Amazon as a lot of that stuff is cheap Chinese garbage. But I had no choice and I figured to be safe, I'd replace both the upstream O2 sensor as well as the downstream one in the catalytic converter. Now, my son Alex and I got them both replaced and her car seemed fine again. We drove it all the way home without issue, and it had been fine up until recently. Now, on the other hand, for my 2017 Rogue, had the same mileage at the time on it as hers. We alternate taking the cars up north to try to keep the mileage down. And I figured I'd replace both O2 sensors in my car, figuring, you know, preventive maintenance. Especially when the one in Tina's car went bad, we were trying to get back home from PA and her car died in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and we had to pay out the nose to have it towed back to our daughter's house in Elmira. Now, after a couple of days of driving mine with the new sensors in it, my check engine light came on and showed code P0171 which means lean mixture of air and fuel in bank one. Now, I looked online, and this code could mean I had an issue with any one of several parts, including the O2 sensors. So, I bit the bullet and took my car to a mechanic. Now, he's been working on 
my car for the last couple of months. And he's a highly seasoned mechanic. He's been doing this for over 50 years. And he's ASE certified. And he's got all the diagnostic equipment that a mechanic could need. Now, his computer cannot find anything wrong with my road. So he was going to start tracing the wiring harness to try to determine if it had a short somewhere. So back on July 1st, we took Tina's Rogue up home for a visit once again, since we also took hers in April, and we usually like to rotate the cars, as I mentioned a moment ago. Now, her car gave us no problems back in April. But after we got back, her car threw the same P0171 code just one time, and it didn't happen again for a couple of thousand miles. We had it up on July 1st, and her car threw the code twice on the drive up, and it even ran a little bit rough for a couple of minutes, but then it cleared up again. Now, the light came on once while we were up there, and I had called the local Nissan shop to get it looked at. They were booked and couldn't get the car in until Friday the 14th, the day before we were leaving. Now, I'm going to take a short break right here, and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. Okay, so I figured that would do uh, getting the car in on the 14th. But when I called back to make sure the mechanic had ordered the new O2 sensors, he had not. And they were only planning to diagnose the car for a few hundred dollars, which was just totally unacceptable. Now, when I had called Nissan on the 1st of July during our drive up, I let him know that since no one could get them right away, I did replace the O2s with ones I bought on Amazon. And he did tell me that they've seen numerous rogues that started throwing odd engine codes if the O2 sensors were replaced with non-OEM Nissan ones. So I called my mechanic back in North Carolina and let him know so he could get the OEM ones and keep me posted on my car. But I've not heard back from him yet, so I will call him tomorrow. Now, given the fact that Tina's Rogue does run funny sometimes, hers might be easier to diagnose and fix, as that code could mean that there's an issue with the fuel filter or a bad fuel pump. Now, the reason mine is such a pain is mine has never run badly. The light comes on every 75 to 300 miles, but the car runs like a champ still, which is really odd. And uh, so that's why it's been so difficult to try to diagnose mine, because it's just really weird. Now, I have been hesitant to take mine to Nissan, as another of my mechanics customers has a Nissan Altima with the same engine, and hers was throwing the same code, and Nissan charged her over $3,000 and never fixed her car. And my mechanic was finally able to figure out the issue with hers and fix it. Now, he tried the same solution on mine, and yet it still keeps throwing that same code. 
All I know at this point is if we cannot fix mine soon, I'll probably trade it in and get a new RAV4 from Toyota, as I've always had good luck with Toyotas. And I've owned more of them than I have Nissans over the years. So if you've run or if you own a Rogue and you've run into this issue with the 2.5 liter four cylinder engine and you were able to fix yours, please feel free to reach out. I would love to hear how you might have fixed yours. Maybe it'll give my mechanic something to go on. Now, in some photography related news, Fujifilm recently announced that they're making a limited edition 100 year Disney themed X100V with a Disney's Mickey and Friends wrap on the body, similar to what Leica did with their new Disney-themed Q2. Now, Fujifilm has never done a themed camera before, and they are limiting this run to only 100 bodies to match Disney's 100-year anniversary. The camera will only be available in Hong Kong and will sell for around $2,000 a piece, which is a significant bump from its normal $1,399. Now, as you already know, if you listen to this podcast regularly, the X100V has been impossible to get thanks to the TikTok craze around this camera. And Fujifilm even stated a few months ago that if they ceased production uh, of the camera or ceased taking orders, it would still take them two to three months to fill all the current back orders. And now, instead of ramping up production of the regular X100V, for those of us who want one badly, they are wasting time making Disney-themed units instead. Now, this comes from TechRadar.com. Quote, The Fujifilm Disney Project website reveals the list price for one of these 100 cameras, each equipped with a unique serial number, is 14999 Hong Kong dollars. That price converts to around 1918 US, 1465 in euros or pounds, and $2,807 in Australian dollars. Now, it's not a bad deal for one of the best compact cameras in 2023. Plus, some of the proceeds will go to the Hong Kong community chest to support its children and youth services. Now, this version of the X100V comes with a custom made thumb grip a Disney-themed half-case, as well as a custom-made camera strap. And the entire thing is packaged in a really nice wooden roll-top box that I believe is made from red cedar from looking at the photos. Now, as you know, if you listen to this show on a regular basis, I have been a big fan of the FujiRumors.com website, and the owner, Patrick, and I have become friends via email. Now, he recently posted that the next GFX 100 will be released on September 12th, 2023, during the next X-Summit event, and that the X100V replacement will be coming in the first quarter of 2024. So at this point, I still don't know what they might put in the next X100 body, other than maybe the new 26 megapixel stack sensor and the new processor to give it better AF capabilities and maybe bring back the D-pad and up the ND filter to eight stops. But I guess we'll have to wait until next year to see what they do with it. Now, on a more positive note, Fujifilm did recently add support for the original GFX100 as well as my GFX50R to their new X app. So now all five of my camera bodies work with the new app, 
And I was able to finally delete the old crappy camera remote app, which makes me extremely happy. Now I have just one app to control all five of my Fujifilm bodies. And that's a good thing. So what are your thoughts on everything that I talked about today? Uh, again, if you've had a Nissan Rogue with the same code issue and you were able to get yours fixed, please let me know. I'd, I'd appreciate that. You can reach out and leave a comment in this episode's post in the show's Facebook group. Um, also, what is your opinion on Fujifilm doing an X100V that's Disney-themed? Was it a good call or a bad call? Now, on my for my part, I say it was a bad call. They should have just kept making the regular X100Vs to finish filling back orders and get them back on store shelves. But that's, you know, just my opinion, I guess. Um, I, there might be some of you out there that are big fans of Disney and the Disney 100 anniversary, and maybe you'd love to get your hands on one of those cameras. But they're trust me, they're going to be hard to get. Because Fuji's only making 100 of them, and they're only selling them at three stores in Hong Kong. And you have to do a walk-in pre-order. You can't even pre-order it online, from what I read. But, you know, I don't know. Um, chances are, if you do want to get one of those bodies, you'll probably have a chance to pick one up via eBay or something like that. But expect the price to get hiked considerably when you figure that the regular X100Vs, people are gouging you on those. I mean, whether they're new or used, they're selling for $2,500 to $3,000 on eBay, which is just ridiculous for a $1,300 camera. And there's no way I would pay that price for an X100V. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a great camera, and I want one badly, but not bad enough to pay more than double what it's worth. I mean, that's just insane. All right. Let me know your thoughts in the comments on the Facebook group. And I am going to wrap up this episode now. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 359 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. Also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, turn on all notifications, and make sure you get your entry in for your chance to win a brand new Viltrox AF 75mm f1.2 Pro lens for the Fujifilm X-Mount. Now, I also wanted to share with you, um, I listened to the Photo Bomb podcast, which is done by Boo Ray Perry, who was recently on my show, and his friend Gary Hughes. 
Now, if memory serves me correctly from listening to their show, Gary has actually come up with a new software, web-based software application specifically for event and headshot photographers. And this eliminates a lot of headaches for those kind of photographers. This software website allows you to do your invoicing, create galleries for your clients, all kinds of fantastic stuff in one simple to use application. So I highly recommend you check it out. If you are a team and event headshot photographer, you might want to head on over to headshottools.com and check it out. Now, they're not a sponsor of the show. I just thought it was a really cool software and that it would be handy for a lot of you out there. Make your lives easier, allow you to streamline your event and headshot photography business. So definitely uh, stop by the website and check it out. I believe Gary is doing a beta test with photographers currently. Um, you can find out the details uh, possibly on the website or if you listen to the a recent episode of the Photobomb Photography Podcast, uh, because he does talk about it in there. You can send an email, I believe, um, and in the subject put, sign me up for the beta or something like that. But anyways, double check on his show just to be certain. But I did want to share that with my listeners because I think it is a really fantastic tool for those kinds of photographers. All right, I'm out of here, folks. I will see you all again on Thursday.